0: Okay, looking deep so. into your soul right now.
1: Welcome to Go Additive, where your hosts combine their real-world professional 3D printing experience to deliver valuable opinions that will help you peer behind the curtain of the additive industry. And now, go engineer's own, Tyler Reed and Tate Brown. Any sound you make before the intro music ends doesn't get put in the video that's okay all right it's it's a teaser it's 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 fun that's, for that's me it's an audio it's only practice audio only segment okay yeah the drink it's just for the people who listen audio only okay well since we have video now i think we need to address what you just pulled that feel that yeah it's cold isn't that amazing wet too it's cold it's, it's wet because p- it's a drink s- pick up that styrofoam. drinks are wet pick up the styrofoam okay whatever you're not helping me you're not helping me. <laughs> why would i why would i so our longtime print heads are going to recognize this episode as a riff episode we used to do this often. We need to get
0: back to our roots. <laughs> get back to the total unpreparedness. I mean, we were prepared in the past, <clears throat> but, uh, and we're prepared today. Uh, yeah,
1: we have, we're prepared. Loads of content. We're prepared to just riff it, right? Riff. Well, I guess we do have a little bit. We have a little bit. I came with a news story, and yeah. we'll see where that goes. Okay, uh, like that. And some parts. I've got some things to talk about. Okay, let's launch into that first. Oh, let's launch? Launch. Uh, I'm trying to raise the energy here. My goodness. With, through vocabulary. (laughs) Which is something that you know I can't do. Rude. Uh, Rude. As of, you know, last week, my whole psyche around vocabulary has been shooken. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I I love that I could teach something. I can't vocabulary. Um, I'm just checking yeah, audio. I don't know here. what's going on there. Did you could you yeah. hear it? Yeah. The sound's going like this. We're going in and out. See, these are
0: these are technical challenges. Oh god.
1: Look, your drink.
0: It messed you it's up. Dis-
1: it's disappearing my notes. What are you doing? <laughs> Quit playing with that. I know. What I, are you doing? Did I mess it up?
0: I don't know. I can't hear anything. <laughs> what the heck are you doing? Wait, can- Can you really not hear anything anymore? I can't hear anything. So that wasn't me. We may have to start this episode over. How about now? Yeah, I can hear.
1: You turn the knob, it goes down. You turn it the other way, it goes up. (laughs) I know.
0: Uh, I'm trying to get it to where we're not maxing out. Okay. It just happened again. Literally that... Is it coming from you? Don't touch anything. Look how mad Tyler is right now. <laughs> I love it. I love
1: it. Oh, again, let's, long-time let's, print heads will notice a drop in the auto, audio quality last week, too. And I think anybody <clears throat> will notice yeah. that. There is no explanation. We'll just leave it at that. Your drink is trying to disappear my notes. That's an attack. <laughs> That's aggression. That's it's violence. An air, it's an
0: airborne attack. That's
1: violence. you carpet-bombed my notes. <laughs>
0: All right. Enough whining. Let's get into this. Yeah, let's, let's please, let's get into it. Please. So, for the print heads. Yes. I want to show something you brought in for us. Okay. Willingly, thank you for doing that because it's very (laughs) embarrassing. Is that unusual? I feel like you don't want to do anything that'll make you look bad. (laughs) Hold hold this up, would you? What is that? Why don't you tell everybody what that is? This
1: is... Pickles, cheese, oh. lettuce, and onion sesame oil, seed bun. <laughs> I think they're describing a bit <laughs> <laughs> To all these patty, oh <laughs> <Say that again. laughs> patty special sauces, cheese, pickles, onions, a all the sesame ta- seed bun. Say that again. To all these patty special sauces, cheese, pickles, onions, all the sesame seed bun. This is We've taken this show to new. I know to new lows. So yeah. this is a three D print that only the longest, most dedicated, most devout print heads. Will recognize the if, most devout print, head, print heads have seen it because you did provide a link a long time oh, ago. Oh, that's true. So the devoutest of the devout would have gone into the show notes, clicked the link, read the article about this part exactly. But if you didn't, we'll forgive you. I won't take that personally. This is an award that was designed and printed at the beginning of 2021, so this goes back to probably the first 10 episodes of the pod where we were talking about like the design and printing and creation of of these parts and i thought for the material minute we could talk about vero ultra clear and so i was kind of scrambling around the office the material minute brought to you by juicy filaments (laughs) yes brought to you by juicy filaments and uh this was one of the models that we printed with vero ultra clear and at the time vero ultra clear had come out just recently and this was a model that i wouldn't have attempted with the standard the traditional clear material the barrel clear the just the Vero clear yeah
0: what changed uh, what what effects would
1: have it had? would it have had had you printed in the barrel clear standard so let's let's bring a different model in here so if you look at this model no matter what direction you look at it from top bottom side to side, right? It pretty much looks the same. It has the same amount of clarity. It has the same light transmission. It has the same like yellow or blue index hue shift. So this is an ultra clear part. The traditional clear part would have looked good from one direction, but especially like from the top down, if you were to look through the Z direction, it would have had pretty good clarity. Yeah. But if you looked into the layers, the clarity would have dropped down significantly. It would have looked like, remember in my old office when someone would lean against the window and leave? Oh my (laughs) gosh. Like a nice grease mark. Yeah. From the smudges. Yeah. The Jeb grease mark. (laughs) That's what it would look (laughs) like. That's what Jeb was
0: famous for.
1: (laughs) It's his original like
0: smudge mark all over the window. (laughs) (laughs) That guy touches something. It's
1: it's not clear anymore. In his defense, there was so many times where I'd go rest my forehead against that window and just sit there for about 30 minutes. And I would, if I leaned in too hard, I'd start never, to slide down. You're making this up. Yeah, I am. Thank you. But for sure, my forehead touched that window several times. So anyway. I'm not going to say why. The Vera Ultra Clear, I climbed in through that window once. I came in on the weekend I didn't have my keys. That's we're in a new facility now folks, so yeah, not we have we have other ways of breaking into this building. So <laughs> this this material doesn't have that same issue. No okay. matter what direction you print it, it has the same clarity. And they achieve that in a pretty interesting way. So obviously it's still rigid on the outside, but on the inside the clear material is not fully fully cured and so it's sort of like a cadbury egg of an m&m it's like an m&m in uh in a nice hot pocket (laughs) (laughs) so the interior is more ductile
0: and then it has a more rigid outer shell yeah yeah and the new material is really the more ductile interior material right because the
1: outside is still the standard barrel clear it it prints a shell of viral clear and then it it depends on the machine that you're printing on okay right because the 850 will have two separate materials Mm -hmm. that it's using and then the j55 will just use one material cartridge and i actually don't know all of the specifics as to why they're able to do one or the other but i think it has to do yeah i think it has to do with the lamp
0: it's the lamp you have an led on the uh, J55. So it's curing at just a slightly different frequency.
1: So all the materials are reformulated for the J55. And you have a lot more control over on off on an LED versus like the mercury lamp. Sure. And it lasts a lot longer. Yeah, that's true too. So, I would say this is about the closest thing you could get to printed air. This is This now- is minimalism at its at its finest with 3D printing. It's the material for millennials. So let me,
0: let me ask you something, speaking of printed air, have you looked into this, uh, the research package much?
1: Look at that. Wow. I do wanna mention this is not how the parts come out of the machine. These are big polished. I have
0: the raw version of that
1: part that you
0: just held up. This, not your Big Mac. Yeah, not the Big Mac. Can I show this to the
1: folks at it's home? It's gonna be hard to see.
0: Folks at home, folks at home. I want you to really look at that beach. See how there's water under the there's beach. Like an aquarium. This is the floating beach that I have made <laughs> fun of Tyler beach. for forever because it's a beach on top of water. So somehow this sand <clears throat> is miraculously yeah, but floating. But there's also
1: fish as large as ships in there. Yeah, it's and very cool. One of the cool. fish is the three eyed fish from The Simpsons. Oh my gosh! Did you ever notice that? I didn't look at that.
0: And then you can see a hammerhead shark in there. That's
1: just yeah. lovely. You did a great job Thanks. on that. that Other one, than the floating You beach. almost have to tilt it just at a slight angle to get the, the most clarity. So it's going to be almost impossible to convey that over. So, And also, is, my favorite element is the rocks. Like the SOS <laughs> style 2020. I like that. <laughs> this, is my,
0: this is the favorite. my favorite part about my art piece. Yeah, this is my
1: favorite. What? That's normal. That's a normal thing. My favorite part is the floating beach. That's My my favorite part is the trees that we had to like change the shape of just a little bit. Were they textured before and the texture didn't come through? Yeah, I do. And I remember the waves. There's not really a reason why. So
0: if that's going to be our material minute. Yeah. Well, you have 60 seconds to lay this material (coughs) down for us. Oh, I just did. That was like you made fun of me for like a material five minutes, and you just okay. did. It.
1: Okay, let's let's go into it. Okay, I'll come up with new things to talk about. Okay, go. Okay, so Vero Ultra Clear is an evolution of the traditional Vero Clear. It's a PolyJet exclusive material that is aimed at applications that simulate glass and acrylic. It is the most optically clear 3D printable material available. It has a light transmission of approximately 90%. It has a yellow index of 0.6 to one, something like that. (laughs) Wow.
0: See what I'm, do you have a photographic memory? No, I don't. Do you? I I don't. You swear. I swear to you, I do not. I was talking uh, about the pod last night with somebody and I was talking about your talents. Um, Not to blow your head up. Talents, plural. Yeah.
1: Okay, let's talk about them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And one of them being just your recall ability. My wife would strongly disagree. Well, maybe it (laughs) it only relates to technical data, but 86% light transmission. So what did you say? 90? I said 90. And typically you're dead on, but that to me is close enough in just like casual conversation. Okay. Yep. And just the things that you can recall, you have to have a photographic memory. How do you do it?
1: How do you do it? I just really love what I do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Spare us. It's
0: not even funny. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I have flashcards at home. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> do you, what do you do? Like how often do you revisit the material? Is it kind of one and done? How how does your brain hold <clears throat> on to that stuff?
1: Uh, I think that numbers are easier for me than other things so I don't know those numbers are just floating around your head all the time so I math equations mm. um do you know Kevin Trudeau
0: (laughs) no (laughs) of course not why are you laughing so hard all right here we go he's an American author salesman and convicted fraudster
1: (laughs) that doesn't surprise me
0: known for promotion of his books and resulting legal case involving the U.S.
1: So he's a Federal guy. Trade who, commission. Wow. Back back in like the late nineties, early two thousands, I'd go to the library and I would get either books on tape or CDs, uh, books on CD, and I would listen to all of these like programs. That's a compact
0: disc <laughs> for all you kids out there. Yeah.
1: And that's we used a to library. put our music on those. Yeah. The library is a place that stores uh Bound paper. (laughs) 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 Are we even really being funny right now? Or is this just... (laughs) (laughs) We're being funny to some people. Okay. Good. So anyway, Kevin Trudeau would have these... er, He was like an early marketer of things like improve your memory, increase your reading speed, blah, 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 blah. That sort of thing. You went
0: wholehearted
1: down that path. in in my middle school and high school years, I probably ingested like every program like that from memory to reading i even remember doing this thing called photo reading which is totally you're the kid that's going like this with the book (laughs) it was basically it was basically pouring the pages into your mind to uh to kind of whittle it down to just its basics you would read a book several times but you would never peruse it you would never peruse it you would always skim it okay and one of the steps would be like you'd almost go into this you ever do magic eye no really magic eye like why do you do this to
0: me no why do you you do this on purpose No, you do this on purpose magic eye
1: she's not not this (laughs) (laughs) magic eye You ever heard of it? No. Yes. One of us. One of us. Magic Eye is like one of the books that you would sell. Did you do like Scholastic Book Club? Yeah, of course. And you would sell the books and the Magic Eye would be like, it was like a fractal looking image and you would unfocus your eyes and a 3D image would pop out. Oh, sure. Yeah, Yeah, Magic Eye. Okay. So with photo reading, one of the steps was you'd basically go into that trance and then just like flip through the book. You've got to be kidding me and you'd feed the information straight to your unconscious mind
0: and the did idea ever is that work? it would stick with you
1: did it ever work i don't know but i do remember all of the books that i tried it with
0: but you remember the titles but you don't necessarily remember
1: what yeah, they were about. one of them was like uh isaac newton's principia so it was like a thousand pages of dense. so you've been interested
0: in knowledge retention I've and all,
1: efficiency. I've forever. always been interested in um, improving, like in, improving abilities. Spare us again, please. You brought it up. No, I, and I, I claim no that. I, so from I, a child, I claim no difference. From yeah.
0: grade school, you have been investing your money and time into knowledge retention. Yeah, memory. It's.
1: Yeah, since I was a child, I had deep insecurities. Is that what it is? Of course it is. Of course it is. Well, it paid off for heck's sakes. I know. Look at me over here. Yeah, you're happy.
0: (laughs) The dumber you are, the happier. (laughs) That's really messed up. When you do (laughs) this stuff. That's not what I said. uh, That's not what I said. I know what you meant. I know what you meant.
1: This is not a therapy session. This hurts. This is not a therapy session. This is gonna be a fun episode. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> All right. So I can't wait that's... until the whole world sees this. Which is kind of a cool thing. Now that it's on video, more and more people are consuming the pod. Are they? I I've noticed a huge uptick in people saying, Hey, I listened to your pod. Yeah. Or, I watched your pod. And I've heard bots. there's rumors okay. that some people even double dip. Really? Yeah. Where are you hearing these rumors? <laughs> really? That's it? I can't tell you. Why not? But some people have cuz just, you know, it, I respect our listeners' privacy. Oh, my goodness. <coughs> well, I I have seen an uptick. Uh,
0: it's and cool. we've got listeners in almost every state in the US. Yeah. Um, we're in many nations. Yes. And including so Canada. Yes, Even. but not including guess where? Where? Hawaii. Australia. No, we we have many listeners in Australia. Shout out to our fellas and ladies down under <laughs> um, having a Vegemite sandwich while they're is listening Vegemite, to this.
1: That's an Australian thing. That's a spread. Speaking My fence of, came from Australia. Did it? Yeah. Wow. My fence is a perfect example of me having a complete inability to assess like how long things take. Uh. Yeah. That. That's. Remember the time uh, that I
0: told you the H three fifty was going to take a little longer to implement. And you're like, yeah. no, no, no. We'll have it done by February. Yeah. And that was probably like January 25th. Mm-hmm. I said that. <laughs> yeah. But we have good news. Uh, I do want to update our listeners. And for those of you who don't know what the H350 is, it's our powder-based nylon 11 system. SAF. SAF. Very, Stratasys is very keen on calling it SAF, not SAF. So oh. you really messed up. And wo. <laughs> <My gosh. laughs> anyway we have that system uh it's a competitive system to the hp uh, MultiJet jet fusion that's yeah, pronounced <laughs> they're adamant <laughs> so uh, w- we are excited to see how it works i have actually in fact seen one working i have worked with mm. one i've cleaned some parts myself mm. and nice. i'm anxious to get working with our own system to really experience it as a user and be able to relate to
1: you what it's like. Yeah. On that topic, well, go ahead. I was gonna say our friends in the upper Midwest at Advanced Tech have their H350 running. As of this week, I saw. They do, I saw it also. Their showroom that they're building out is pretty sweet. A Little shout out there for Advanced Tech. Yeah.
0: Um, there's another system that's competitive with both of these. What's that? With HP and, uh,
1: RH350. What's that? The Fuse One. Oh, well, that's a different technology.
0: It I is, wouldn't say it's
1: competitive. Uh, okay. Explain.
0: Okay. So you're talking powders. Powder. Yep. The parts look similar. They act similarly. I would also say- What do you say, mean they
1: act similarly?
0: Um- they're they're solid when you cut them apart they're solid they're not porous like fdm the exterior finish is kind of a sugar cube type finish Mm -hmm. and uh it, it has a cool down procedure which is longer than ours however it's pretty low cost um i'm not sure how much it costs i think it's under 20 grand
1: yeah, the person it's who I saw in that price range, it's like twenty to thirty or twenty to forty all in, something like that. Yeah, it's like a cheap car,
0: and a regular Joe Schmuckatelli could purchase one. And I actually met one of those Joe Schmuckatellis. Okay, and he explained to me how he uses it. He works in audio visual in, um, let's say, the West Coast, okay. where that is very popular, and he they love loves- using
1: their app eyes and ears out there <laughs> no
0: hollywood we're talking hollywood yeah so this guy is creating and selling parts to um everybody in the movie industry so i'm not going to get into too much detail i don't yeah. want to snake his business or anything like that but he's creating business look for this fella i'm not gonna i'm <clears throat> not gonna bring him up but uh the he, fuse one you could you could fit in a trench coat so is he on the corner of like no you couldn't you couldn't the fuse
1: i are you are we
0: on the same page here
1: yeah the machine is like no that tall fuse fuse one isn't it like that tall no let me let me show you a picture real quick okay
0: uh so this is a form lab system
1: and they have for a those secondary unit familiar. to decake the parts right yeah so let me get yeah you can you I mean, see how that? tall is it can i know what you're talking about. It's. This tall. Does it stand on the ground? Yeah, From it stands there. on the ground. Okay. So think of like I a thought it was
0: more bench top. Big mini fridge. Okay. No, here's the system, what it looks like with the powder removal station.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's well, it's on a table.
0: Yeah, it's on some sort of stand. It's on a table. Okay. That's, a- that's whatever. Uh, <laughs> judge for yourselves, folks. Yeah, judge go, for yourselves. Can this you fit thing this in
1: a trench coat or not?
0: The answer to that is a simple no. But anyway, it does create good parts. He showed us a lot of the parts that come off it. Um, They're really good. I will tell you right now his complaints. Okay. Um, He's not ready to make the jump to an H350. It's significantly more expensive. The facility requirements are a lot higher. Right now, this is a relatively lightweight system, but it's definitely more intense than an FDM system implementation. So... He's creating good parts. His complaints are, one, there is a stage where he has to leave the parts in the system. He can't do a direct batch swap like the HP system can or the H350. Okay. So he can't pull that straight out of the system when it's done printing. It actually has like a six-hour cool-down in the the machine. Okay. After that six hours, then you pull that out and let it cool outside of the machine for an additional 24. Uh, Okay. It may not be... A full 24, but up to 24. He said his turnaround, though, is basically like 48 hours.
1: Okay. Well, that six-hour cooldown time in the machine makes it pretty hard to do two, two jobs in one day. Yeah. So you're going to want to be on top of how you're doing your jobs.
0: Yeah, he has to build his schedule out in a certain <laughs> way if he has production to do. But um, his his second complaint was material swaps which that's not yeah. a problem the H350 has because there just aren't any other materials Yeah, but it at would be a time. problem, it would be a problem. Yeah, so a bigger it's, problem. it's not easy to swap materials. I would think
1: it would be a bigger problem.
0: On our system yeah. or his? Yeah, yeah, the big what?
1: wave, the big wave T- cannot be tamed. That's
0: trademarked, TM.
1: <laughs> big wave cannot be tamed easily. Okay, so yeah, if you're gonna change materials, the biggest difference is that the HP machines and the H350, they're very production oriented. So the idea is like, you really don't wanna change materials, right? Yep. But I will say that I wish we had SLS in our in our portfolio. That's what the Fuse One is, SLS. Why is that? Because it offers some of the same benefits that we get out of like a powder bed fusion, mm-hmm. but it offers additional benefits that we don't, like a smaller, less expensive machine Uh, I do think that the laser curing laser fusing offers some benefits with like composite materials. You see a lot of composite materials in SLS. So glass fill nylon or a carbon fill nylon, polypropylene, stuff like that. I think that it's a, when we were just FDM and polyjet, we had a lot of holes in our portfolio and then we added DLP. And we lad we added uh, SAF, and that filled some holes, but we still definitely have a hole in this type of part. Yeah, I mean it's a lot smaller. At least we have the H three fifty. Yeah, but now. you can do much larger parts too. Now I will say that the mystery EV manufacturer that I was visiting last week, um, and many the, other the, customers, what did you call it the car the car EV car company or EV. Car vehicle company, you said something funny. (laughs) Electric vehicle, EV company. Anyway, them and a lot of people who have SLS, like it has its downsides too. And especially more industrial machines. They're very big, big footprint for relatively small build. And then you see, you see, you see that dynamic in the fuse too, where you have a printer, but then you have an, a station for dealing with the powder that's bigger than the printer. So oh that was the other thing his recycle rate wasn't as high as he
0: would like. Yeah. So I wonder a, how, I wonder how it it compares. That would be interesting to find out. Yeah. I think we'll hear more about it. Uh, it's probably been a relatively <clears throat> popular system and it's a good way for people to get their feet
1: wet I think yeah. with this type of of system. It's a good move by Formlabs. It's good it's, it seems like it's it's a good system that was filling a void in the market for sure so i want to get into
0: a major topic ooh but before i do serious it is it is serious actually but i want to first say that i saw speaking of evs i saw the h the the hummer in person in person yesterday on i-15 i didn't didn't even know know it was out yet yeah i didn't i didn't know they were delivered yeah i didn't know either amazing was it huge oh massive (laughs) massive the guy inside looked like a regular size fella But he looked like he was in a spaceship cockpit. Yeah. Like he's driving this thing and the screen was bigger than this. It had to have been. Yeah. Just massive screen. And it looked so cool. I was like, man, I'd love to take that thing for a spin. It was very
1: futuristic. Was he crab crab walking down the freeway? No. (laughs) Very like Halo-esque. You know, the Warthog in Halo. Yeah. So it it had that
0: kind of vibe to it. Very cool to see. We're starting to see more Rivians out here. At least I have. Have you? I've yet to see one. There's a couple that roll around here. Hmm. Um, cool. The greater Salt Lake area. Cool. Yeah, so I'm seeing more of these EVs in person. I really like it. I think I'm on board, ready to trade yeah. and yield. It's gasser. nice to
1: see some of these vehicles being released. Although and they're, I saw they're for real. an article, Ford has like a serious problem with the Broncos. Uh. Yeah. Engines failing. Right. And we personally know someone who's had their engine fail within 75 miles. And there are two people now here that have them.
0: Yes. We have, we have a second Jeb yep. who has one.
1: Yep, actually we have three. We do? Yeah, but one one remor- works remotely.
0: Okay. But he comes into the office like All once right. a week. So we're gonna know more about this. I know the build <coughs> quality has also been questionable on those. Yeah, that's a tough one. And we may see similar <laughs> things with Rivian because they are really trying to pump those out. Last I read, they were pumping out like uh, roughly 170 to 180 cars a day, which is pretty good clip. Is it? Um,
1: they were doing like 13. So yeah, I think it's uh, not compared to Ford. By magnitude, it's not huge, but by comparison, anything's more than 13. <laughs> yes, yeah. A baker's I, dozen a, a day. <laughs> yeah bakers
0: doesn't yeah so th- i think they're doing pretty good and the fact that they've made their way out to utah
1: that yeah. you see them in the wild that's exciting so i can't wait to see someone take the hummer down to moab <laughs> you know it's gonna be and, not and try good. to tackle the red rock it's a heavy it's a heavy rig i think it but weighs powerful over- yeah
0: it needs to be i think it weighs close to ten thousand pounds give yeah. or take a thousand pounds that's yeah. a commercial I,
1: vehicle i mean I remember thinking that weighs more than my Super Duty. And my Super Duty is like 7,500, and it was significantly more.
0: Yeah, I've got a Super Duty.
1: That's right. Yeah, you do have a Super Duty, don't you? You feel pretty cool? 2004, baby.
0: (laughs) Class of 2004? All right, let's get into this serious topic now. Okay. Now that I've got my car fixed. I don't know what's you nervous?
1: A little bit nervous.
0: Uh, This one's pretty simple. Supply chain woes. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I've committed to do a webinar later this month. Um, You can tune into that. This is- Yeah, I will. A low-key advertisement for it. If anyone's interested in in kind of learning about what's going on, what we're seeing out there, what people are asking us for when they come to us for help, because it really seems like lately, customers are just coming to us for help.
1: Yeah, that's true. Have you noticed that? Well, I think that's what they've always done. It's true, but it has a different flavor now. Yeah, a broader spectrum.
0: It, it To me, it feels like, hey, we're, we're having trouble with overseas shipments. We're having trouble with our turnaround time. Do you have anything? Um, you know, maybe they investigated 3D printing four years ago yeah. or three years ago, which right. when you're busy as a company, uh, especially a small company, three years can fly by. Right. So they may just now be reinvestigating and and asking what new technologies are there? Um, Can you guys help us with some of this low volume production? Yeah. And the answer is yes now, and our competitors is yes for some of them. Yeah, yes with an asterisk is what I would say. And that's kind of what I wanted to get into, and that's why I think it's more serious, because we had a very basic conversation the other day where you were like, additive is not the solution. And if it were, then they would be immune to the supply chain
1: issues. I did say that. Are you in, embarrassed that I'm bringing that up? I did that say up? that in a one-on-one that, conversation with you. That incompetence. I told you that, that was off the record. That was off the record. <laughs> Strike that. You're gonna have to bleep that. <laughs> bring it. Bring it. <laughs> it is true, though. It's like if these printing companies had solved supply chain problems, we wouldn't be seeing 12, 16, 20-week lead times from various machine manufacturers. So, either they're just like, oh yeah, we'll just uh, delay our machines too so we don't stand out amongst the crowd. Which is not happening. Which doesn't happen. Or they also have serious issues like sourcing parts. The challenge is that these machines have Hundreds of parts, hundreds of components. Thousands. Some of them, thousands. Millions. Millions and billions and trillions and quadrillions. Okay.
0: Strike that from the record, please.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's way too big of a number. So (laughs) anyway, printing can definitely help in some uh, circumstances for some parts. No doubt about that. And in some situations that might be the one part that is extending the lead time by significant portion, totally plausible, but it's not going to help you get, uh, chips quicker. It's not going to help speed up the time of now that our product is in a container, let's get it on the ocean and start that journey through the ports. It's not gonna help that so we just have to be realistic like around that conversation i will say so exact metal told me once that so they use a lot of printed parts in their in their machine and it was designed that way from day one and they print some of their own parts and they outsource some parts so so they have they have some printed uh, stainless parts that they produce they also have printed nylon parts that they produce they get they source from a service bureau by printing maybe 15 give or take parts, they cut the total cost of their machine down by 10%, which is pretty amazing. And those parts, they're probably not having issues. So that's fewer, 15 fewer headaches that uh, their buyer has to, and their supply chain guy has to deal with. So it helps, no doubt about that. So you're just trying to equal out
0: your negative Nancy attitude uh, with one positive story?
1: How many positive stories do I need to provide
0: to satisfy you?
1: I'm satisfied, actually, because I I think that's why I
0: wanted to bring this up. Yeah. I think in the cases that we've seen so far, a lot of them here, me personally, we can definitely help. Um, But it does take the right situation. Yeah, It takes the right part, really. And in certain cases, there's a single part that's slowing a company down. Those are ideal for us. Especially if the part requirements aren't, you know, very stringent, uh, we have people that come to us and they say, "Hey, do you have something with a material range of this?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can do that if that's sure. their only requirement. But then as they add more requirements, it gets tougher yeah. and tougher and tougher. And especially because people generally come to us with a traditional material, we're we're, we're replacing an injection molded part, which is a thermoplastic of some sort. And we aren't necessarily our production systems aside from the SAF. Uh, the origin one is not making those polymers. So I've found difficulty as we go down that road, cause people start with, oh yeah, our only requirements this. <clears throat> yeah. And then as you get down the road, it's like, well, you know, it really needs to do this, this, yeah. this, and that. Oh, and by the way, it's in contact with this chemical.
1: Right so it may require some testing if nothing else it's a great entry point for printing into many products right because you can imagine a scenario where you're a designer on a project and you believe in printing but the people around you don't or their skepticism especially from management or decision makers or someone they've been burned in the past they've been either they've burnt been burned in the past or they're just the skepticism comes from the unknown or a change in how they do things. And so you may have found resistance, right, to in your advocation for printing, your evangelism. Your evangelism, yeah. So this could be a great way to bring in printing and at least give it a shot, right? Because it it doesn't have to solve any the whole issue, but if you could come to your to your leadership and say, it does solve this problem. And I've identified this material with this technology. It has, it can do these tolerances of this size and of this throughput. I think we should print these and you sign it off. Suddenly that's, uh, that's a printed part that wasn't, it didn't have opportunity for life in the past, which I think is pretty cool. It's
0: people know, People know what they need. I Right now, I'm just, if you're curious, I'm looking up a discussion that I had okay. with a customer. I keep a lot of my my AE notes
1: oh, nice. here That's on the good.
0: computer. And I actually had a discussion with a lady the other day who was kind of the company evangelist for 3D printing. Oh, yeah. And she got it. What a cool job. Yeah. Well, we didn't find out till we got kind of into the call. It, w- it was sort of a discovery call. And it was probably three quarters of the way through where she's like, I'm not the one who actually does the printing, which I was shocked because she just knew so much about printing. And um, she finally told us like my, my real role here is to let our other engineers know what's capable with 3d printing, uh, what 3d printing ability we have in house. And she, she's probably (laughs) one of the first people I've ever heard tell me what they're looking for is freedom of design Hmm. being one of the things that they like and want out of 3D printing. That's like one of our main sales pitches, right? Like, it's kind of like this thing you tack onto the backside to be like, yeah, not only does it do everything else, it also gives you some design freedom.
1: How big is this company? Massive. Uh, Okay, that makes sense. Because you have multiple locations. You'd have to be a large organization to have someone whose sole... Or their primary responsibility is just learn this technology. Yeah, totally. So
0: That's cool. it, it was good to have that conversation with her. Um, it was very refreshing to kind of have a conversation with a customer, or potential client that gets it. Uh, I'm not saying that most people don't, but most people come to us with like one thing in mind. Yeah. And it's usually not the only thing additive can do for them. Yeah. So a lot of times it's like an enlightening thing thing where we we just want to teach someone right you came to us for this but we might be able to do this
1: this and this too we do a lot of educating and i've noticed now that our conversations include like four or five different technologies that it gets very confusing for the person on the receiving end totally very quickly and they start conflating and mixing up (laughs) letters and like all sorts of things that's where the acronyms don't come in handy yeah at all and especially when you, like we've already done it in this conversation, in referring to one thing, we've called it both SAF and H350. And that's, now you're just doubling. shouldn't do that. you not just do that. Doubling. Right,
0: right, yeah. It's like, oh, are these two, are these separate or they're the same? Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's funny you say that because yesterday I had a meeting with a college professor who's getting one of these in, in a local college here. And we talked to them before. One of what? Uh, system polyjet polyjet okay yeah uh for sure uh, nf370 polyjets a potential okay so we used to just have these fdm and polyjet discussions <clears throat> and even when it was just those two people would be like oh wait so that can't do this yeah oh so that system can and it was confusing and now we're adding in more yeah so we are learning right now how to have these like very clear differentiators and like divides in our conversation. Like you don't even show them a polyjet part if you're talking about FDM. Like get through that whole conversation, cut it off and then say, okay, now sideline everything we just told you, this system and this technology, this is how it works. And I'm finding that that's the way I'm doing it. I don't know if it's the best way.
1: I think what we need to do is like... (laughs) flashcards you you ever go to the as we're talking about it the observatory or like a science museum yeah and now they have the displays Mm -hmm. and it's very segmented and it's very like as basic as possible that i think that's what we need here in the office set up our front room kind of like a museum yeah all right let's do it
0: let's like yeah it does need to be compartmentalized though so it's almost like as you're walking from left to right you're mm-hmm. looking at these items, and they are they're not
1: grouped together. Yeah. In a bad way, they're grouped together by technology. And then, just like at the museum, we can have like a selfie spot. <laughs> and you take a selfie with the F three seventy, or with the Einstein, the huge Einstein yeah. head that we have. Okay, printed. now take your selfie. <laughs> so, I, yeah. Anyway, we getting- need the headsets where they can do just the self guided tour. <laughs> so we just give them a headset There's when just they come people in. People walking around yeah. in here
0: just random.
1: Yeah, I, I like the idea of, of
0: compartmentalizing a little more because it is getting tough to have these conversations. Even like having the, the production conversation adds another degree of difficulty because you have to explain to people like this, these are, are the technologies that we've been working with in the past, and we have done some low volume production, very, very low. And here's how these technologies scale. Now let's step into yeah. DLP. This is how it scales.
1: And this is how we're lowering the cost per part. The good thing is, is at least here in Salt Lake, we are already sort of segmented in that way. We have our front lobby with the office friendly machines. Yeah. That are, you know, primarily prototyping and whatever. And then we have the lab space, which hap- just happens to be all of the more production oriented machines. It does help. That helps.
0: Um, I, by the time we get in the lab space, because we usually work from the office to the lab. Yeah. Yesterday, I, I saw the guy, the deer in the headlights look when mm-hmm. we were talking about the origin one. He's like, mm-hmm. now, whoa, 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 wait. And he was cool enough to be like, I'm overwhelmed right yeah. now. Yeah. And I like we saw it happen. And most people don't say anything. Right. You see it happen and you're like, hey, I'm going to push through because maybe there's they multiple people. They just blaze over. Yeah. Well, if you have 5 people and one of them's glazed over, you can't you can't slow down for That's everybody. Darwinism. You're <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So you'll push through it and you know that the majority will teach that person if if they need to down the road. If yeah, if he's worth it. <laughs> but this guy was alone and I thought it was cool that he said, "Okay, wait, is this Yeah. this technology or is this this one?" And he actually owned his own DLP. He built his own So he had an understanding Mm. of
1: it. Um, Sometimes those are the hardest people to have come into the office, though. The DIYers, because they, one, they think they know everything. And two, they think that they need to prove to you that that they they know know everything. everything. Yeah. And respect. I'm not going to build a printer. I'm just not going to. Even though you said- in a past episode, that you would, I know that was what I was. If about you to, had to choose, I was about to talk to you about this yesterday, and then I stopped myself, you know, <laughs> and I just had to confirm that when I initially said I would go without a printer, uh-huh. that that was a lie. It's totally impossible. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. <laughs> yeah, for sure, because I knew I know that because uh, we we ref- my wife refurbished a hutch uh, last weekend. And one of the latches was broken and it never even crossed my mind. It did not even enter my brain that I could go to Home Depot and buy one. Didn't even enter my mind. I was like, oh yeah, I'll take that to work. Come into work the next day, spend five or 10 minutes with the calipers and- Reverse engineer it. Reverse engineer it, printed it out, took 42 minutes to print. I brought it back that day and- I was telling my neighbor about it. He's like, I could have, you could have bought that. And, and that's, what it, make and that's what it makes you feel. Well, it just struck me there where it's like, it's it's become my default. Printing is just my default. It doesn't even. Sometimes less is more, Tyler.
0: I know. Sometimes less is more. I wanna get into a print real fast. Oh yeah. We may not have show and tell every time, that's true. But I think we're on a roll here. I'm not committed to doing show and tell every time. That's fine by me. And we don't typically, we go through some dry spells personally where we're yeah, not we're not printing every
1: day. That hutch piece is the only thing I printed this past week. Can I show you this thing? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. All right. So,
0: so let me not spill my liquid beverages. We'll edit that sound out. Don't worry.
1: No, we won't. This is. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. This is an F770 part. What does that look like to you? It looks like a ring for a giant, like a nice wedding ring for a giant. That's what it is. Yeah. No. Um, so, this is going to be an
0: LED frame, uh, backlit frame. Okay. That I'm going to do. So, let's, yeah, you want to help me with some of these things? Yeah.
1: I'll hold this up. Oh, there's two of these. This is a pretend company.
0: This isn't, this is not to a real company. This would be like, This is kind of, this is for my basement.
1: Oh yeah.
0: See what I'm saying? What is it saying? Timberline Motorcycles. Timberline. Made in the USA. Made in the USA. See that, the little mountains, they're gonna go right there. Cool. It's gonna be pretty pretty cool. cool. I'm pumped about it. So what I am doing is I'm gonna buy a piece of frosted acrylic. Okay. And I have designed in a space for the frosted acrylic to kind of set against within the frame. Yeah. And then I'll put a backing board on it, just like a picture frame. And uh, I'm just gonna Amazon some, an LED light kit. Sweet. That I can hook That'd up to that. Cool. So I'll bring that in when it's ready to light up.
1: Um, and have you cut acrylic on your X-Carve?
0: My uh, Shape-Oco.
1: Your Shape-Oco. I
0: haven't. And this, here's the challenge with this. I don't have the XXL, so I can't fit this on there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think what I can do is get the router all the way to the front of the table, hang it off the edge, put my acrylic on a pivot, and just dive into the material, and then just by hand yeah. spin it around that pivot point. Oh, What do you yeah. think?
1: Is that bad? It might work. I've seen that done with band saws. Uh, really? Yeah, it's a common way to cut circles with a band saw.
0: Even though the bandsaw blade will wander a little bit, it wouldn't probably on acrylic, but I would imagine on a tougher material. Yeah. Yeah. That's but that's my issue right now. Hmm. Or I may just jigsaw it. I have quite a bit of tolerance here.
1: Yeah. How thick of acrylic? And it, why acrylic over polycarbonate? It was readily available at the home depot. Yeah. They there sell was, Lexan. At Home Depot?
0: This is one of those, I think it's, I think it actually is Lexan. That's polycarbonate. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. That's
1: that's just a brand name for polycarbonate. And I was going to say, oh, Lexan is a
0: brand name? Because this is a different brand name than
1: that. Okay. Polycarbonate would be much easier to cut than acrylic. Why? Acrylic is going to want to crack on you. That's why they have those
0: glass cutting kits right next to the, these sheets as you buy them.
1: Yeah, you'd probably it probably would be better to score. You uh, really think? Acrylic. I don't know how you'd score. It is a circle, acrylic. Though. It mm. is acrylic. Says right here. But it's. Mm. Did I mess up? But It's up? not Lexan.
0: It's not Lexan.
1: You should buy the Lexan. It'll be oh, more expensive. Too late. Take it back.
0: No, it was thirty bucks. I'm gonna make it work. Don't okay. listen it. Don't listen to Tyler. <clears throat>
1: All right. He, Can't he, wait for the update. I believe in you. You think I'm going to crack it? I've cracked every single piece of acrylic I've ever tried to cut. Well, I'm throwing down. I know. I I may I use don't. the router.
0: <coughs> so just, just a regular
1: router? Well, the router, I have
0: the router that's actually in my yeah, Shiboko, yeah, yeah. so I can pull it out and use it by hand. I have a circle
1: so cutting could, jig if you want. Ooh, that could be helpful. Yeah, but you have to put a pin in the center. Right. Will, is that, will I, it get covered? I think it gets covered with... This piece right here. Mm. You think, or did you design it to be covered? I didn't design it to be covered, but this sits right in the middle, so it okay. might show up in that E. I don't right. know. Yeah, we'll I find have out. a circle cutting jig for a router. Um, I'll bring it in. Okay. Cool. Luck. Best of luck. Godspeed. <laughs> All right. Acrylic it, is hard to cut. We'll we'll find out. If I yeah. fail, I'll be the first to tell you on the next is, episode that I messed up because I won't have anything to bring. The edges sit behind that lip. So the edges are not visible? Yes, that is correct. That will help. Right. You could just cut it with a, a Dremel. It'll take forever. I could hook a Dremel to a string. Or even uh, like Dremel's a cutting same disc on a angle grinder. I'll let you know what I do. Okay. Yeah. I'm it's not, gonna be
0: fun. There's a hundred different ways. So this is actually it. pretty fun. Like uh, now I'm yeah. even kind of more excited to do yeah. it because now it's like a challenge. If I would have messed up and broken it
1: before, yeah. it would have been like, ah, oh, crap. So I would say these type of discussions are part of the Go Additive podcast. <laughs> if you're a new printhead and you only joined because you can watch us on YouTube and our first two or three episodes didn't really contain this type of conversation, that's because we swayed. We we're getting back we to our roots. Yeah. This is this is more like uh what the pod's like. It took us a second to get back to normal, yeah. I think. And you know, things might change with the video, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good luck with that. Um, I'm gonna be moving boulders and pouring concrete within the pet next uh week. You're gonna use your big shovel? Yeah, I already used the big shovel to, I got the boulders in my yard now. Nice. Did I show you that?
0: Uh yeah, you did. Yeah. Massive.
1: Massive boulders. Three four foot rocks.
0: You'll have to bring in a something. We need to be able to show that off. Yeah. I wanna see you. A video of you in there driving this thing and I just want to see you tear up your fiber optic line again oh dude <laughs> you don't like that when I
1: bring that up do you no
0: no <laughs> all right I
1: haven't broken anything else yet
0: is there anything else you want to tell the the print heads out there before no. we
1: bounce no thank you for watching if Th- you do you like for the, the feedback
0: pod, don't like and subscribe I'm not going to tell you to she, do that
1: my wife said that she thumbed thumbed down on YouTube. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah, she did. Oh my gosh. She's what, like, I don't want to be a, recommended this. What a jerk. What but a jerk. She said that she was joking. Okay, good. I well, will say at first, at first when she first started uh listening, she's like, Tate's really mean to you. I don't like him. <laughs> no, And so then, you're mean to me. So then we she- We need to show her some more bully episodes. So she watched, she watched a couple episodes and she saw us on camera and she's like, okay, I get it now. I get it now, he's cool. Oh, goodness. It was the video that changed her mind.
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is it because of the faces I make after I make fun of you? I don't know. Wow,
1: she's well, very protective.
0: Yeah, this is this is awesome. <laughs> it's great that we have that dynamic, though, that in the video can change it. And yeah. if it does make it more engaging, that's cool. Um, but if you do like it, I'm not even gonna ask that you like and subscribe, just recommend it to a friend. If you have someone else you think would be a printhead. Yeah, send it uh, out. Just let them know. Share it. Share the love. I don't share enough of the good pods that I listen to, <laughs> and I'm going to make an effort to do that. So, cool. Do the same.
1: All right, cool. Well, is that it for the episode?
0: Is go, that buy, it for today? go buy
1: you some juicy filaments. Yeah, buy juicy filaments. All right. <laughs> see you next week.